Hi, this is Michelle Astley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together. Welcome to our podcast. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Erica Vaughn, and she and I sell essential oils. We, our businesses do not interact, but we are within the same larger team. Uh, That is to say that she is not on my direct team. I don't report to her. She doesn't report to me or any of those upline downline things. And we've been supporting each other, teaching classes together for over a year now. And it's been so much fun. Erica is married and has a couple kids. And I actually met her husband first because our kids were in Cub Scouts together. She has her master's, uh, her MA, and she taught for six years. And when the kiddos started coming, she switched over to being a full-time mom, which is uh, a great way to talk about what our topic for this year is. But we'll get into that in a second. So thank you so much, Erica, for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, Michelle. I'm super happy to be here, and um, I'm excited to to see where our conversation goes. Fantastic. So with all my oily friends, I like to start out with what we did beforehand. Because I every time I do one of these, I have like a little process, you know, I explain how this is going to go. And whether you are an oily person or not, I'm always oiling up and I grabbed a line. And then after you started grabbing some oils, I grabbed some more oils. So what did you grab? What essential oils are supporting you today? <clears throat> well, um, it's been a usual crazy morning at my house, so <laughs> running around quite a bit. Um, and I was just talking to you before we started recording about how my, um, both my husband and I have had this, like, just kind of this gross cold that's hanging on and then still kind of hanging on. And so you reminded me about celery seed and I'm so glad. So I stuck some of that in the back of my throat. And then, um, you know, of course I started my morning with LLV and um, some deep blue polyphenol because I went to an exercise class this morning and then phytoestrogen, I take that twice a day. Um, But then as far as the oils go, I put on some of the Together blend, the Gala Mm -hmm. blend from um, doTERRA's uh, convention this past fall. I just love it. It has lots of magnolia in it. So it's very calm and soothing. Yes. Oh, I love magnolia. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I've talked about it so much on our podcast so far, but I have Graves disease in remission. And so I am always like aware of my heart rate. And is it going to, cause that's a really good indicator of my thyroid is maybe going, being over, overactive, which is what happens in Graves disease. And so this is one reason I love Magnolia and I love to rub it on my heart because I can notice an instant drop in my heart rate, you know, especially if I'm using like a tracker, like a, a watch or something. Uh, and so this is just such a great one, especially if you're like going to be prone to be nervous on a thing or something. So thank you for using that because it inspired me to use my Magnolia. <laughs> I especially love it too. I mean, we're recording in January and um, the weather is just kind of gross right now. Yeah. Um, It's cold and it's wet and people are talking about snow, but I haven't seen any yet. And um, our neighbors have this really gorgeous star magnolia tree. Mm. It's going to start to bloom in about a month, like just kind of with the Daphne, like just when you really, really need some pretty blossoms. And so I thought, oh, Magnolia, 
Nice. That'll be good for a cold, oh. wet January day. Yes, it's a good pop of color. I saw a camellia the other day. Oh uh, man, that's early. Awesome though. Yeah, I, I love those. Okay, so we've been teaching these classes together, and much fun. we. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that because I think they're so much fun too. <laughs> Everybody is welcome for sure. Uh, they tend to serve more as like continuing education, I would argue. And so, you know, if you're new to oils, absolutely jump in and come. And if you are an existing customer of ours, you definitely want to be there because we dive into things. Like what are some of the things we talked about this last year? Um, <clears throat> I would say some of our more popular classes were an intimacy class, which is great. It, we have so much fun with that. Um, we do, let's see, we did like a, what kind of oils do you have in your purse class, mm -hmm. first aid class, um, kids health class, um, women's hormones, sports, uh, men's health. We did, we kind of, oh, emotional oils, um, using yes. essential oils um, to help balance your emotions. I feel like we kind of ran the gamut. Um, I love it because, well, one thing that we find, you know, when we get into oils, right? When I was at my first class, so I've recently uh, interviewed a friend, Jenny Houston, whose interview will have, be published later. So stay tuned for that. And she was actually the one who taught the first oil class that I went to. And immediately she starts talking about how you can use peppermint and melaleuca or tea tree oil and frankincense for, you know, supporting the body through the common cold. And I was just floored that you could do that. And so, so running the gamut of things is huge because then the, then you start to learn, of course, that they support the emotions and cleaning and everything. So I'm glad that we have been able to have such a broad, because they do cover such a broad thing. We had a theme last year. Do you remember what that was? Um, was it essential wellness? Something about wellness. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> a year of wellness. I, I mean, I love the classes too. I feel like we try and make them really accessible because especially if you're new to oils or mm -hmm. even if you're not, sometimes you get stuck in sort of an essential oil rut <laughs> yes. and, and you're using the same things over and over and then you're like, well, then what do I do with this cassia or what do I do with right. this celery seed? Like, I'm so glad you reminded me about celery seed. Um, so it's good to have reminders. And I, and I always tell people um, when I'm teaching them about the oils and when we're talking about the oils, it's an investment. And so I don't want this investment to sit on their shelf and have them never use it. That would just make me so sad. So um, that's another one of the things that I really love about the class. Classes. Yeah. So we came up with a new theme this year. Yes, we did. You want to talk about it? Um, yeah, sure. It's, um, uh, we sort of wanted to build on the idea of mom guilt. Mm -hmm. And when we say mom guilt, we want to make sure that people understand that you don't have to be a mother to experience mom guilt, right? Anyone who is responsible for anyone else in any capacity, right, can have this guilt um, about not doing enough, not doing the right things. Um, and so we created a theme called radical acceptance. Um, what did we call it? Addressing mom guilt. Okay. Hold on. I got to go back to my notes. I didn't write it down right in the spot. <laughs> well, and so what we just wanted to be able to talk about with the classes, and it's really just a theme, right? An overarching theme mm -hmm. for our classes. 
and we wanted to um, sort of base the classes around accepting it, mm-hmm. recognizing it, naming mm-hmm. it, and then being able to be done with it. Mm-hmm. Radical acceptance, moving beyond mom guilt. Oh, that's right. Yes. Moving beyond mom guilt. We're so smart. That's great. So smart. Yeah. <laughs> so naming it, I love that you said that because naming a thing is so important, right? Like just really basically, if you approach a stoplight and it's red, acknowledging whether you re- verbally say it's a red light or, you know, just mentally like it's a red light. It's that key that kickstarts the foot transferring from the gas pedal to the brake so that you, you know, don't get into an accident or anything else. Right. And so, like you said, like moving beyond, right. So transforming. So, okay. Accepting we, people who care for others can exhibit this guilt and, and we're calling it mom guilt. Lots of people call it mom guilt. And then now, now we have a choice. Now we've acknowledged that this thing is here how do we want to deal with it? And then our invitation to move beyond it so we can let it go and then make choices in a more, like I would argue, fuller, wholer self. Yeah. 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 And you can't, I would argue that you can't effectively um, address something until you've named it. Right? Yes. So you yeah. have to decide what the problem is before you can do anything to solve it. Can I share what mom gal looked like for me in the first year of my kiddo being born? Oh gosh, please do. Because I'm sure it will resonate with a lot of people. (laughs) Please do. Okay. So, uh, Levi, if you're listening to this, you were a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad and I did not strategically plan like I like to strategically plan so many other things, your birth into this world. Now this doesn't mean that he is any less accepted or wanted or anything always wanted we just didn't plan for this occurrence so so we had to switch gears really fast we committed to each other we got married and and then on february 10th his first due date he arrived into this world and i definitely love my hippie origins and roots and you know at one point a group of friends and i wanted to have a hippie commune utopia right and we were in our early 20s and uh, not emotionally mature. And so that didn't last. But anyway, uh, though a lot of that, you know, natural wellness and natural this, like, you know, I wanted to breastfeed until he was two and a half years old. I wanted to have an all natural birth. Uh, I would have preferred to have a midwife, but the insurance plan I had, it wasn't super obvious that that was available to me. And I get in into the whole birthing thing and they're like, okay, well, you stopped at eight centimeters. And you've been this way for several hours. So now we need to talk about a C-section. And of course, the health of your kid for me was like prime, right? And I didn't want to do a thing where I was going to be so stubborn and and adamantly uh, demand that natural birth that I could have potentially put him at risk. So definitely, I felt like I chose the risk adverse choice, you know, Peter and I together. And we had, we and went with the C-section. So then that meant that I couldn't do certain things and... And then when he was born, this beautiful, lovely baby, he was born in the 93rd percentile and uh, he started losing weight. Like He wasn't losing weight, but he wasn't gaining either. And the doctor we had at the time wasn't worried because he was continuing to gain weight, but he went from the 93rd percentile to the third percentile. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Pretty, yeah. 
And then I started noticing some other things like my hands were trembling and I couldn't hold a pen steady. And when I signed my name on a check, because back then I still use checks, <laughs> it was like a trembling old man, um, that kind of a signature. Like mm -hmm. there was no straight lines. I wonder if I still have some of those checks. Come to find out I had Graves disease. And then uh, I was trying to work. I didn't find out I had Graves disease too much later. Right. And so then I was trying to work. I had a part-time job loved my job, really wanted to do well. And then I was conflicted, right? Like I'm still going to school. I'm a mom and a wife. And in this lack of strategy, maybe we didn't have all these great conversations about who was going to take on what role. And, and so I definitely fell into making all the meals and having this prepared and, and trying to tidy the house. And all the while, my baby's not eating. We had these marathon sessions where I was trying to breastfeed and it would take an hour. And I think we both just eventually got tired. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And losing weight, not gaining weight. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves um, where he's like, we try to introduce different foods and he would throw up, throw up, throw up. We went to the hospital twice for dehydration uh, concerns. Then, then the husband's job switched and we switched insurance got rid of the doctor who didn't seem to recognize there was a problem with the baby and got myself um, back into the chiropractor. And she's the one who told me that I needed to go get my thyroid checked out. So it turns out that I had Graves disease. It was triggered certainly by pregnancy and our family had a lot of stress uh, at, at that time for lots of reasons, but we also underwent like a, a familial tragedy. So that just added to the stress. Right. And, uh, my body was probably, as an endocrinologist later told, mentioned, was probably taking the protein that would have otherwise gone into the breast milk and was feeding it to my body instead to try to keep my body healthy. Wow. But, so so we, we had some stuff to deal with, right? Yeah. I felt guilty about not honoring my role for my job. I felt guilty about not keeping the house tidy the way I wanted it and the way I thought it was expected of me. I felt guilty by, because my baby wasn't doing the things that I thought he was supposed to be doing. He wasn't walking in, you know, by nine months or whatever. And it's totally normal if your baby doesn't walk by nine months, by the way. <laughs> and, um, and I mean, there was just so many things that I felt guilty about and hardly any of them were in my control. Yeah. Yeah. That's my story. Yeah. Or one of, one of. Yeah. Well, and so it's interesting, you know, um, it would be interesting to explore and maybe that's a different podcast, but, um, you know, why do we feel guilty for things that aren't in our control? Right. You know, that's kind of like feeling guilty for the weather. Right. Cause really we don't have a lot of control over that. Right. Right. So would yeah. you apologize for the rainy day? Not really. I mean, maybe if you had a friend visiting or something and you wanted to go do something, but of right. course you would all understand that it's really not your fault. And really you're right. more just apologizing that you can't go do what you want to do. Right. Mm. I know. I know it's crazy. And then I find that myself, I sort of get into this cycle where I start feeling guilty for something, anything. I don't know having a messy house, living my mm -hmm. life in piles instead of mm -hmm. putting things away like I should. <laughs> um, and then I start thinking about, oh, I'm not taking care of myself the way I should. And then I start thinking, oh, this is all this 
white privilege in me that's saying mm -hmm. that, you know, to, to even recognize these things. And, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just, um, I feel like there are so many um, outside influences um, on our lives that tell us we need to do things one thing or the other. And maybe they're overt and maybe they're not, maybe they're mm -hmm. really obvious or maybe it's, um, I don't know. You know, people probably never said to you, Michelle, why is your house such a wreck? Or, you know, ever, ever, never, never. Yeah. 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 You know, and it was interesting because, so we have three kids and they're um, 16, 13 and a newly minted 10 year old. She's double digits. <laughs> She's very excited. Um, but um, after our middle son was born, um, my mother-in-law died. It was really awful. And, um, and so my husband and I went and did some counseling after that. And it was really fantastic. We had a really great therapist and and it was interesting because it also coincided with when I decided to stay home. Um, I had taught and I went back to teaching after our first son was born. Um, and then we had just made the decision jointly that after this new baby arrived, I would stop teaching and just take off some time and now it's 13 years later. Anyway, <laughs> that's another podcast. Um, but, uh, you know, I had these feelings of guilt about, um, I remember I would talk to Rob when he came home and he'd be like, oh, what did you do today? And of course, as a new parent, I had a preschooler and a newborn. And so what did I do? I got the kid to preschool and I changed a lot of diapers. You know, and I was like, hmm, what did I do? <laughs> Somehow it's 630 and I haven't made anything for dinner. I don't know. We're all alive. Um, and I remember saying to the therapist how guilty I felt that sometimes I didn't have dinner ready or, you know, the house was a wreck. And, and I don't know, like, why did I think I had to be this Donna Reed 1950s music in the background? Because mm -hmm. I, that is definitely not the way I was raised. Um, and I remember the therapist said to me once, she goes, well, Erica, you know, is, why do you feel that way? Is Rob making you feel that way? Is he saying things? And I was like, no, no one is saying this to me. So, and she goes, so well, why are you putting that on yourself? And I was like, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. So, you know, it's, I think it's great that we can finally sort of name that and acknowledge it. And that was mm -hmm. a really good space for me to do that. And now like we can figure out, all right, let's just, let's just move past that all. So in a moment, I want to take a break, but before we do that, I want to invite all of you listeners to email me at hello at michellelastly.com with your mom guilt stories, because I think we could get a really great list of stories that maybe we can air them as a podcast or a blog post later so that we can collectively name all these different stories and really work to sharing our stories to let all you moms know you're not alone. No, you're not. You might be holed up in your house without another <laughs> adult around. but And that was one thing, too, that was so helpful to me. When I started staying home, 
I obviously have more time in my house, but um, I became really, really fast friends with one of my neighbors who mm-hmm. was also going through the exact same transition that I was. And it was really, really wonderful to have that support and just, mm-hmm. you know, someone else doing the same thing that I was. And, you know, it turns out she's a really amazing person and I mm-hmm. love her to death. Um, and I, I just remember this is like this huge sigh of relief thinking, I made a new friend. <laughs> Well, that's great. Yeah. Um, when we come back, I want to talk about what steps we've taken to accept where we were and, and where we are in our journey of transformation. That sounds great. Welcome back. If you are just tuning in, we are talking about mom guilt and Eric and I both shared a few stories of how mom guilt affected us early on in our, our journey of momhood. And next, I'm hoping that we can talk about the, at what point, maybe if we knew, uh, or how that sort of evolved, where we decided to accept and, and what steps we've taken to move on from mom guilt. Mm, that's good. I mean, I guess probably the moment I sort of started naming it was when that therapist was like, who is, who is telling you these horrible things, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, or where are you getting this message from? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's my own brain. You know, it's like (laughs) soil and green. It's made of people. Um, And, but I wouldn't say that that stopped it in its tracks, not by any means. I think it just helped me acknowledge it. And it was good for me to say those things aloud in front of my husband, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so that he could know what I was feeling. And also, you know, just so we could share that what each other is going through. There were so many transitions at that period of our life. Um, And so it's important to connect with your partner. I think that I'm 47 and I think that um, my age has played a big role in it. Mm. I kind of just don't care about some things anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, I still get tied up in things. And then um, you know that I was a really active volunteer in a nonprofit organization for a long time. Um, and I had the sense that it was time for me to just step away and do something different, let someone else take over. And I had a lot of guilt about that. Um, And, you know, but just over time, I um, decided to, well, and you helped me. I remember talking to you about that. And you really helped me decide that it's okay to do that and set a timeline for myself and say, you know, if you don't find someone to take your position by this date, then you just still need to step away. Um, And it was great. It was great to just sort of get that permission from you, even though 
I mean, you're not a part of the organization, but just someone else giving you permission to not do something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a, it was a therapist for me early on in our marriage. Right. So I shared kiddo wasn't planned. And so we had a lot of stress early on and we, uh, we started with marriage counseling that ended up being me counseling, which was great. And I was talking to her about an event that was going to happen and I wasn't looking forward to it. And she said, Hey, do you know about boundaries? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So this is back in 2009 Mm -hmm. and you know, and I'm thinking, well, of course I know, you know, a fence boundary, but I, at that point had no idea what a boundary as far as that goes. Now listening to this, you have to listen to the interview I did with Laura Rowe, where we definitely talk about empaths and boundaries. And she defined a boundary. And I love this because it's the clearest, simplest boundary. And if you look at some resources, like I, some of my favorite are um, Henry Clown and John Townsend, who do a ton of work on boundaries. And I'll link some of those books, like Safe People, which is what was recommended to me in the show notes. But a boundary is simply where you end and where I begin. And other people split them up into different things. Like you could have um, just your basic personal space. You could have time boundaries, family boundaries, sexual boundaries, like the money boundaries, the list goes on and how you want to split it up. But if you think, think about it, those terms. So, so there was that. And then I think it was probably that therapist who then gave me permission. And this is my favorite thing, permission to say no. Mm-hmm. And the reminder that no is a complete sentence. Yeah. You don't, you don't to have explain to explain yourself. You don't have to say no, but I can do it next Tuesday. And mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Even if you have a hair appointment. Yeah. You would rather skip out on this event. That's really important to your community because you have that hair appointment and you know how difficult it is to reschedule with your hairdresser. And it's important for you to feel good in your body. And one way you do that is by having a good haircut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so true. That's so true. And I think I've learned that more as I've gotten older, that it's okay to say no. You know, um, I think I had a hard time when I very first started saying staying home because I thought, oh my gosh, okay, now I have all this time. I have a newborn and a preschooler, but look at all this time because I'm not teaching middle school, Um, which of course is totally ridiculous. Um, (laughs) But... I started saying yes to all these things, you know, mm. I started volunteering at school and doing this and doing that. And, um, cause it looks like there's a break in the calendar. Right. <laughs> um, and then when the kids got older, I, you know, things change, um, and you have different obligations and you have different time slots. Um, but it was really exciting sort of the first few times that I said no, <laughs> especially at like school events, you know, they're like, Erica, can you help out with whatever? And I'd be like, oh no, sorry. And then I would walk away and I feel a little bit guilty, but the <laughs> joy I felt was so much greater than the guilt. <laughs> mm. Mm. All right. So we've had yeah. a couple of things that we've mentioned that has have helped us in our transformation. Uh, I'm now 42. So, so both of us have uh, graduated from our twenties and thirties. So that has been, I think, uh, a step. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not there yet, it's okay. You'll get there. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> right. Uh, somebody else, an external source giving us permission to, to have boundaries and say no in different ways. 
Um, what else do you think has helped in your transformation to be able to, to accept and let go of mom guilt? I don't know, maybe gaining more confidence. And I think that comes with age too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that there are more messages now than there were 10 years ago or so about Mm -hmm. it's okay to say no and it's okay to you know not make a homemade you know fondant brownies for the bake sale Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I feel like we're getting that message more than the opposite I feel like we're getting the it's okay to say no message um more than we're getting the you need to do this and this and this to be a perfect awesome. parent. I don't know. And maybe that's just my community too. And Yeah. I don't know if it's just Portland or what. Yeah. I, I hope that is. Cause like on one hand, we definitely have the Pinterest world, right? Where, right. you know, everything is these beautiful pictures. But now we have the Pinterest fails too, which frankly I yeah. enjoy more than Pinterest. <laughs> yes. And TV shows that talk about the Pinterest fails, uh-huh. which I think would like maybe popularize it a little more. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I feel like um, maybe we're getting to the stage where things are more humanized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always going to be this ridiculous, um, I don't know, level that maybe people try and reach and attain. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I feel like the, the <laughs> movement of the average, I don't know. The movement of it's okay Mm -hmm. is gaining momentum. I would love it if we could talk about some essential oils that have helped. Like, for example, with regard to boundaries, there's a couple oils that I know if I'm feeling like somebody or if I'm feeling like I need some support with boundaries, a couple of my favorite oils are uh, Melaleuca, Mm -hmm. On Guard, and clove, which are really great at helping with boundaries. There's a couple oils like lemongrass, which is really clearing. Mm-hmm. Lemongrass and melaleuca together can help you. Know, so if if you do find that there has been somebody who has been infringing on your boundaries, and maybe like um, sometimes we like to use the word uh, energy vampire <laughs> <laughs> and sucking your energy in ways that you didn't necessarily give them permission, like clearing that energy. Uh, so lemongrass and melaleuca can be really great for that. Um, have, so, so in my home, I definitely, as part of like that mom guilt and moving beyond and creating the environment that I actually want to live in, I definitely use my oils to support mood. So like, for example, when I first started using oils, I wanted a more uplifting mood in my house mm-hmm. instead of the, the, oh, ugh, I don't like work and it's dreary out. Oh, I don't want to go to school. And so I started diffusing citrus bliss. Mm-hmm all the time. And I swear to God, within a month, there was a turn shift mm-hmm. in the household m- mood. And, uh, and so now I, I tend to go like, like, uh, and I'm very, I'm gonna have to look this up. I'm diffusing litzia mm. and carbon downstairs right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll look that up in a, in a bit and explain some of the benefits of litzia, but uh, it's not a common one that we use here in the U S it's not right. the, promotion a couple years ago so do you do you find that you turn to oils to help um manage anything like that yeah no i definitely do um um you know i have three kids they're all in school no one 
is a huge fan of school in my house, which just kills me for lots of reasons. But, (laughs) and um, my youngest is the opposite of a morning person. She's not a night owl, but that kid would sleep until 10 every day if we let her. Um, So it's hard to get people up and moving in my house Mm -hmm. in the morning. So I find almost every morning, um, before the kids are out of bed, I'm diffusing uh, Elevation and Peppermint. I mm. really like those two together. I like, you know, Elevation is bright and sunny um, and it's pretty, it has a pretty strong aroma. Mm-hmm. And I really like the addition of Peppermint because I think it cuts the sweetness of it. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it just kind of kicks it up a notch. And so I feel like that's a fabulous way for my family to start their morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and get out the door. Um, mm-hmm. you know, with cold season, I just diffuse a ton of on guard and breathe mm. all the time. And on guard is the protective blend. Yeah. So not only are you getting that great support for the immune system, you're getting that secondary emotional support just because you're diffusing it. Yeah. And that one's great too. So over the holidays, we were with a ton of family. <laughs> And so I was diffusing that everywhere we went too, because uh-huh. I thought, you know what, everybody needs a little bit of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and we didn't want to share our colds with everybody mm-hmm. that we were seeing. Yeah. So, so the ones I think, I think there's another of. thing that we've created and that's a ritual. Mm-hmm using using the oils ritually and then some of these other patterns which that's another thing that you get into um when when you engage in this fairly typical i i would dare say sort of you know when you agree to send your kids to school regularly and you you do you you have these patterns and rhythms that you just engage in right you get up every day and that in itself is a ritual and then how you choose to support that ritual by you know, maybe the coffee is brewing for you and you've got these diffusing oils so that the whole house is uplifted and, uh, and then how you choose to wake up. So like making conscious, intentional choices to set the tone in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And I have found, you know, some mornings for whatever reason, um, Usually what we do is we set the coffee maker the night before. So it has a timer and goes off so that it's ready when I walk downstairs. Um, Sometimes that doesn't happen for whatever reason. Um, And I find that I just am so sad when I realize (laughs) that I've come downstairs and my coffee is not ready for me. And, (laughs) you know, what's it going to take? 10 minutes to brew the pot? Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, not much. But you're right. It's that sort of like, okay, now I'm up. I'm awake. I got myself out of bed. But I'm going to go have a cup of coffee and it's going to be great. But it's not there. And I find, too, that um, I feel like when I take the step of setting up the diffuser before Mm -hmm. the kids are up, I feel like I have different people coming downstairs into the kitchen than if I forget or it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with radical acceptance, moving beyond mom guilt, we have taken some of those favorite taught classes and continued them. Uh, so for example, 
well, our first class is going to be on, on January 23rd. So if you're in the Portland metro area, please join us. We are going to meet in the evening. That Eventbrite link will be in the show notes as well. Uh, we would love for you to come. We will talk more about this theme of, of transforming and moving beyond mom guilt. That class is going to be an intro to the theme, and we're also going to have an oil exchange. I love that. I'm so glad that we have incorporated that into a couple of our classes because I find, and I think anyone who has used oils for a while probably mm-hmm. finds, that they have oils that either um, somehow they acquired um, that they don't particularly like or they don't use, or maybe they have three bottles of something and they really don't need that many. Um, and so our idea is to get together so that we can have an exchange and I'll trade mm-hmm. you this for that. And, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be great. Yes, very much. The following week, we're going to start out with um, regrounding our basics with essential oils 101 and that'll be on January 30th. And then a week after that on February 6th, we are going to talk about intimacy. And I got to tell you, I have a lot of guilt around intimacy about all the things that one could have guilt with, with regard to intimacy mm-hmm. and essential oils have absolutely helped support that. Uh, and we'll talk about that more at that class. But last year we made some special blends to support maybe your Valentine's day celebrations <laughs> <laughs> or your <laughs> Sunday Any day morning of celebrations or your <laughs> celebrations if your kids are at camp or <laughs> so you'll definitely want to join us for that one that one is going to be a ton of fun we'll follow that up with things like gut health and there's another area of guilt right so how are you eating? Are you eating, you know, are we eating right? Do everybody has uh, different diets in the family? People want to eat this thing, but it might not be the most healthy for them. You want to give them what they want, but you also have to be the mom and make sure that they're getting something nutritious. So there's just a lot of avenues for opening to guilt in that area. Oh yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah. Uh, we will have some classes on making over our medicine cabinets or making, um, I think that's what we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Some classes on cleaning and another great area for guilt, right? You know, so I feel, especially in our circles, we talk a lot about the many, many chemicals that especially women use on a, on an average basis. But then when you're talking about home cleaning and the amount of chemicals and endocrine disruptors and cancer causing chemicals that are the normal off the shelf products in your typical grocery store. And that in and of itself can invite a lot of guilt. Like you want to have a clean home. You want to make sure that, you know, it's relatively germ free, but on the same hand, do you really want to be cleaning in a way that could potentially cause all these other terrible things. Yeah. Well, and even before I started using essential oils, um, before I knew about essential oils, um, I don't like things with heavy perfumes, Mm -hmm. um, especially cleaning products, especially cleaning products. And, um, you know, it was so hard to find something that's unscented. They Mm -hmm. all have these fake perfumey mm-hmm. look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are some of the other topics that we're going to have? Do you remember? Um, well, we're going to do um, in emotions and um, essential oils. We're going to do women's health and hormones again. 
Um, oh, we talked about doing um, gardening with essential oils. Yes. And then uh, a cooking class, maybe not necessarily a cooking class, but more sort of like a potluck where yeah. everybody brings things that they have used um, essential oils with to make. Yes. And then yes. here, we just sort of talk about what we've done. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. So we are about out of time. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll definitely want to join us on, on January 23rd to get the intro to all the classes and the lineup and when that will happen yep. and make sure that you block your calendars out for the first and last Thursdays of the month and join us in Portland, Oregon. If you're here for those classes and we'll catch you online. If you're not here in a different way to make sure that you can get access to these topics as well. Yeah, and keep in mind too that we are offering the classes. We're going to have both daytime and evening options for the classes. Yes, yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Erica. Thank you, Michelle. This has been really fun. I feel like we thought of a bunch of different um, podcast episodes for you. Yes, <laughs> yes. And <laughs> you have to stay tuned for those in season two. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. This is Michelle Astley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together.